You nasty hoe. You nasty. You nasty hoe. Arr, baby. <laughs> okay, so you were like, you nasty hoe, and then went pirate. Got it. Yep. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where you can take all of me. You can take all of me. <laughs> My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. I think I'm Josh today. But who knows? It's Halloween time. I could be anybody. Yeah. I am Melanie, and you may not take all of me. Ever. Not even pieces. <laughs> I'd like to give a quick and- shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Christian Carlano. We are able to keep going and doing this because of you guys. So thank and you. only because of you guys. So thank you very much. That thank you. We can keep thank you for it. keeping us all drunk. <laughs> we yeah, yeah we, gra- we greatly appreciate yeah. you all. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber, so you can get extra content. We um, actually we need to get more chapters out there, don't we? We were reading um, Dallas books. We have extra content that we cut out of here. Um, a bunch of just random shit. So if you're interested in random shit, go to patreon.com slash Ewing BBQ. And a lot of our cutout stuff is really bad. <laughs> it kind of is. It is. There's a reason it's sexual. Cut out. I'm on tap to read <laughs> it's, chapter it's great, f- 15. So I think we're rotating for a 13 and 14. So yeah. I'm going to just do 15. Yeah. I think you're, I'm waiting on myself to do it. And I got to remember to do that. Full so. disclosure, though, um, I don't know if. I'm sure the Patreon members who like already subscribe already know this, but um, if I come to a part in a chapter that I just, I cannot read for reasons, I will disclose that. And Mary's really good about keeping mm-hmm. that audio in place. Like the last chapter I read, I couldn't even finish. I was like, nope, nope, I'm done. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why? Because of sex? It was, it was. It's rape. It was, it was rape. rape. It was rape. And I was like, no. And also, what? <laughs> There's a lot of really terrible words in that book that I do not approve of. Uh, Not swearing words, but a bunch of racist, a lot of really Mm -hmm. racist words that I refuse to say. So we just Mm -hmm. skip over those. I um, go into – I want to disclose I don't like the words, but I I go into character and I pretend I'm somebody else and put on an accent to get through it, to be in the moment, but I don't like those words. We all make our choices. Yes. I just, <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. Um, we have, yeah. we have some, um, upcoming appearances from some of the people that have been on Dallas, uh, over the years. Cool. Friday in, uh, Hollywood at the Hollywood show, Joanna Cassidy, who played Eugene Bullock's wife. She was one of two people to play Sally. 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 Sally Bullock. Oh, yeah. Sally. The, the name was on the that tip girl. of my tongue. That Ooh. girl. Yeah. <laughs> And and Monty Markham himself, Clint Ogden, are going to be at that. And um, wow! Also, also this weekend, what Clayton Hollingsworth is here. And this Saturday in Salem, Massachusetts, Omri Katz will be doing a meet and greet at a comic book store from one to five, and then he will be doing a screening of Hocus Pocus with Q and A and meet and greet. At 7 p.m. And then the next day he is speaking at a cannabis coalition. So Hocus Smocus. 
up yes. in Salem. I know this is so dumb. Anytime anybody says meet and greet, and this might be a Southern thing, so, but there's a thing called a meet and three. It's like a Southern play. It's a meat and three. It's like vegetables. A meat and three veggies, oh. which aren't really veggies. Yeah. They're just it's, sides. No. It's like fried okra and like. Mac and cheese. Buttermilk, corn. Huh. Yeah. Potatoes. But it's called. So when you say meat and greed, I always think, ooh, meat and three. And then it makes yeah. me hungry. There's meat plate meat and two. Three it must be a southern it, thing. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It is. Yeah. It is. It, was, it's, it's not. God. It's not a southern threesome for you people with dirty minds. <laughs> nobody. I guarantee <laughs> nobody was thinking that meat except and you. Three. Well, now nobody. I am. Now I am. <laughs> now I'm visuals and everything. No, for real okay. though. The uh, first time I ever saw a menu that said, you know, pick a meat and three veggies, I was like, these aren't veggies. Well, Cracker Barrel's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, these are not veggies. And then um, I believe it's uh, Omri Katz, Jason Marsden, and Vanessa Shaw from Hocus Pocus are appearing in Burbank the weekend of the 29th out in California. So anyone in any of those places. If you go, you should go tell Omri that you listen to this podcast and you want to hear him on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there Saturday. Did you see the video he posted online this week of him uh, at the Comic-Con? He was posing as just like a, a person who worked there. Yes, yes, that was funny. Yeah. Did people was, not know who he was? No, no one knew who he was. It was just him like, oh, and then he kept telling uh, people. Um, to go to Armory Cats' table. To go to, oh, like, to, yeah, Matt Smith will be at Armory Cats' table. You should go over there. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody picked up on that. Was like, it reminded me of the um, of that time Larry Hagman was doing a uh, in his last TV appearance, where he was in a wholesale club doing one of those sample booths, and people kept saying, "Oh, are you? You look like somebody." And he, no, no, I get that all the time. Blah blah blah. And he was, it was all. all of course, I knew who he was. (laughs) God. Are there any birthdays? The twenty second, which is Saturday. Would have been the mm-hmm. 114th birthday of John Zaremba, who played Dr. Harlan Danvers. Holy crap, 114? Dr. Danvers, the one that just gives you a sedative and puts you to bed? Yes. We love Dr. Danvers. Yeah. You can, t- can get me a sedative and put me to bed. Lawrence Haddon, who I believe was Franklin Horner, born 1922, uh, October 25th would be his birthday. I have to see if he's still alive. 1922. Oh, so it'd be 100. No, he's probably dead. Yeah, and I think one. Of, I think the oldest living cast member that we know of is um, Priscilla Pointer. Priscilla Pointer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. What's everyone drinking? I'm drinking pumpkin ale. Two different. I brought two just in case I want to. Um, I I have New Holland Ichabod pumpkin ale is my first out of Holland, Michigan, and I also have Howling Gourds pumpkin ale. That I got at Trader Joe's. And I feel like I've had this one before, but I don't remember what it was like. So I just bought one to test it. I think somebody told me that was good. I love we'll Trader see. Joe's, by the way. I do too. I love Trader Joe's. What are you drinking? Listen, my regular water with my wine. ice in it. It waters it down. I feel like I'm not drinking as much, oh. but I really am. You said water with ice in it. I'm guessing it's wine. I mean, with ice wine. In it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> wine with ice in it. And it waters it down. Sorry. Called wine. <laughs> I used to call it mommy juice. I'd be like, hey, you can get me some mommy juice out of the fridge. My mom drinks wine with ice in it. It's branch on the rocks. <laughs> so this week I made a little post. Um, I did an unboxing video, which is a little cringy, but whatever, of uh, when I got. No, it's cool. I got it's my cool. Duffy's Dough box. 
And um, so I wanted to like share it with everybody as I opened it. So it's on our Instagram and our Facebook group. If you want to go see me being super dorky, check it out. (laughs) And speaking of Duffy's Dough, they are, for those that can't spring for the 80 bucks for the whole kit, they are now selling the taking pre-orders for the starter only. It, well, it's a starter with the recipe book. book. Yeah. That's the most important ingredient that you need is the is the starter because you can It's definitely the most important. Worse, I think it's sh- a better You can get the sugar and the flour. It's a better value to get the starter the box because that's 80 and you get all the things. You get the apron, you get the little hot pad, you get the little like stirring thing. So, but if you just want the starter, it's like 35 bucks. So basically anyone that's on a bit of a budget with the holidays coming and the expenses piling up, mm-hmm. get the starter and support Duffy's Dough. Yeah, totally do it because at, they, at least they, what, you, their whole you, thing, I read their website, they are all about like, they want to give to charity. They want to like make their money back and then just use it to like give to charity. And I think that's super rad. So go Patrick, go Patrick. And I love the backstory about how it's, been in his family since fifty two. I love that the Alaskan too. gold miners. Uh, it's such a yeah. Go go I, on the site and read it. And I've just, never made sourdough bread, so I'm super jacked about that. I always use yeast. So so Patrick Duffy, if you're listening uh, out there on the off chance that you're listening, we He's would like to invite you on <laughs> with Linda Pearl uh, to to discuss your uh, your projects. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> I'm man. just throwing it out there. We're here. Okay, so tonight we are talking about Season 5, Episode 16, Episode 93 of the series, The Phoenix. In a will, all of the heirs would be provided for. I could spread a hundred shares of stock pretty thin, couldn't it? There's work to do at South Fork, and if you don't want to do it, I'll find somebody who will. Smithfield is trying to pressure us into having him read Daddy's will. I told Harv distinctly I didn't want that done. I'm planning on telling Harv that things are to stay exactly the way they are. There's absolutely no reason to read that will. And until there is a reason, it's not going to get read. It was written by David Paulson, directed by Harry Harris. What a name. Um, and aired... <laughs> January 29th, 1982. His parents are so mean. Their last name is Harris, and they're like, we're going to name him Harry. Okay. He reminds me of that uh, old-time singer that I have in one of my Christmas albums, uh, Harry Harrison. Oh, pretty uh, close. To just pretty the close. name. Harry, Harry Harrison. Harrison. That's a, it's yeah. a mouthful is what it is. Um, okay. So, <laughs> for the first time in a long time, we have a new number one Billboard hit in the U.S., and this week it is, <gasps> I can't go for that. No, no can do by Hall & Oates. Which was the inspiration for where Michael Jackson got the riff for Billie Jean. It is. He heard, I can't go for that. He liked huh. it. And it inspired him to create that similar Interesting. sound. And it's a Did not know that. story that it's out there, yeah. Huh. Little, All right. little, we, we provide little yeah, tidbits. Little, now, little tidbits. Um, the number one film in the U.S. is still on Golden Pond with Katherine Hepburn, Henry Fonda, and That's Jane That's my Fonda. favorite movie. I, I missed last week, so I, I didn't know, know that was a new movie. Yeah, yeah. It's on Golden Pond, which I know I have seen, but not since I was probably like eight. So I really don't remember anything about it. So I need to go like watch it again. 
Okay, you need to watch it. I'm trying to think of the, the catchphrase that, that Henry Fonda says in the boat. And when I was little, it's a bad word. And when I was little, I thought it was so funny and I'd say it. And everybody would laugh. My grandfather would like, we'd always go cap, get catfishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a like a real catfish, not catfish. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> But what does he say? He's like, you dirty bastard or something like that. I can't remember what it is. I'll think oh, of no. it. But it's a but it's like his catch line. And it's like okay. for a five-year-old to say it, it's not That's good. Funny. Yeah. 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 It's really funny. <laughs> I think I was too little to appreciate that movie because it just was I, – I saw it and it bored me at the time because I couldn't appreciate it because I wasn't of that I age think group. Was, uh, yeah, my mom just loved it. it. And so I remember watching it three or four times with her. I just remember what it was. You crafty old son of a bitch. That's what it is because the, the big catfish <laughs> keeps getting away. Walter or something and he goes, you crafty old son of a bitch. And I would always say that. Oh, that's so funny. I was a bad, I was a bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should try it again. You will. It's kind of sad it. now. It's like uh, you don't want to lose your parents. It's like you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's really yeah. I, just got I wonder if it's, it's really streaming sad. anywhere. I'm going to look that up. Probably. It's really good. You I would like again. to watch that. Because it's going to – I think it's like we're going to be hearing about it for a while because I feel like it was number one at the box office for like a while. Yeah. So. I think so too. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So A t- while. A while. Uh, Nothing too exciting happened this week uh, in the news. Just some uh, sports stuff. The Old Dominion and Louisiana Tech's women's basketball record are 54-game winning streak. Okay. And Wayne Garland. Sports ball. Sports ball. Wayne Garland, baseball's first millionaire free agent, waived by Indians. I don't know what any of that means, but it happened this week in 1982. I'm not sure about that either, so I don't feel bad. So the first baseball player to to get a contract of over a million dollars, oh. and the Indians said, bye-bye, uh, we're going to oh, cut our losses. Oh, is that what that meant? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for interpreting for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> born on this day, yes. January 29th, 1982, Adam Lambert, who is an American singer-songwriter, and Heidi Mueller, who is an uh, American actress. Oh, oh, she was in Passions. Ooh, oh, did anybody watch that? Was a soap opera? Yeah, it was yeah, a daytime soap opera, which was very yeah. self-aware and it was amazing. Yeah, so I did good. like that. And Adam Lambert uh, tours so with good. Queen now ah. uh, in the place okay. of Freddie Mercury, and there's a documentary about how they found him. Oh, okay, and he's, yeah, I know he, he sounded familiar, but I couldn't place him. And my brother's birthday is January 29th. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and on and on Dallas. In Dallas, we climbed out of the basement from number four last week to number two. Surprise! That was ratings. four last week. Vernon Waddell plays Mr. McGregor, not the owner of the farm, but the owner of the supply store in Braddock, where the Ewings are longtime customers. He returns as Ewing Oil Midland foreman Joe Carter in episodes two twenty-five and two forty-four. This is the debut appearance of Jim Davis's portrait. Da da da! It is yes. In Jock in Jock's office, which I don't recall much of them ever going into, because when Jock was there, he was always in Jr's office. Yeah, which office was the one that Gary was in, like in the first season where he has the milk? Oh, that's in the house. Remember? That's in the house. Was that? that was the den at South Fork. Oh, you mean office? Yeah. Office, gotcha. I don't think I've ever seen Jock's office because yeah. we never saw it before. But this this portrait gets this portrait gets moved around between Ewing Oil, South Fork, Jre. Industries, Bobby's company, Bobby and JR's offices at De La Vega Oil. And after the series ended, Larry Hagman kept the uh, actual painting. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. What happened to it? When they had it in. 
He did auction, didn't he? That's a good question. I believe it went to auction. Yeah. Probably the probably the Julian's auction. I remember when Larry auctioned off a lot of his stuff. Yes. And he he and Linda Gray rode the horses down the street mm. to the uh, announce the auction. Because he had this, uh, it was a poster oh. size version in the 1996 reunion. Jr. Uh, returns nice. that was seen in the living room. And Aud- Audrey Landers, she said that the portrait was one way that the memory of Jim lived on among the cast and the crew long after his death. Even after he was gone through the portrait, you could still feel his presence. And maybe it was because of that incredible portrait that there was a reminder and just the feeling that it all started from him and his presence was carrying through. And this is the last episode that includes the last scene ever in which we see all four cartel members at the same time. Oh, really? Andy Bradley, Jordan Lee, Wade Luce, and Marilee Stone. Because in season... In the next season, Wade Luce sells his company. Other cartel members retired. And Fern Fitzgerald, who played Marilee Stone, Select. said that the – Yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. She said none of them were scene stealers, and they always had a great time off camera telling stories of other jobs that they had. And she was very close with Don Starr and his wife, Beverly, and they kept in touch long after uh, Don's death. I have to agree with Audrey Landers and that I believe the painting really did help um, include Jack. It's kind of like a character long after he's dead because I never watched the show originally with Jock because I started watching it at some point this season when I was six years old. Inappropriate. But I started six years old watching it. And <laughs> so I never I never knew Jock until I watched the series in the nineties when they replayed it. So um it, it's just a really good way to include mm-hmm. him. I I know I've told this story before and I'm sorry, but I just keep remembering the the Dallas forum I was on years ago where we, you know, would have like we had like a caption this thread <laughs> and somebody started this whole thing with the portrait and it would be jock's ghost mm-hmm. talking to the people <laughs> in the living room oh my god some of the shit that the, the, the people were making him say like if any of you guys are out there um kudos to you because i remember that shit 15 <laughs> years later amazing it is nuts i wish we could find it now oh my i know it was lost in the big crash what about the wayback machine yeah, I don't know. I can check the Wayback Machine, but I know. Is that a real I, thing? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. Okay, enlighten me because I don't know the fuck the Wayback so Machine So it's is. a website where people <laughs> have taken, like, saved parts of the internet at different points and literally say, and you can go on, and it's, you look, look mm-hmm. and it's there. So you can go and see, you can like. this down. Geocities. Just Geocities. Okay. So do you just, do you just uh, yeah. Google it just, and say just the Wayback Machine? Google Wayback Machine because I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. And then you can literally look at Amazon's website in 1997. You know, <gasps> what it looked like then. You can go uh, on MySpace in 2004. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll go back to Friendster. Oh, Friendster. Yeah. Oh God. Friendster Live Journal. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Amazon 1997 hashtag things I regret not telling my grandmother she needed to invest in me <laughs> right? For, right? for me because <laughs> I'm rolling right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Because I've had an Amazon account since like 2001. Since 97 here. Like, That's my first order was 1997. I've had it yeah. since probably 90. When it was still a bookstore. Maybe it was 2000 because, yeah, yeah. because that's, that's yes. how I got my yeah. books. That's how I got that's my books. Right. Like, 
I got You're my right. first checking account because I had a babysitting job, and I was like, "Mom, can I can I buy books on Amazon?" Because like they were already starting to close like Borders mm-hmm. and stuff. And she's like, "Yeah, oh, I remember like, Borders." Whatever. I ordered from Amazon and Delia's catalog at the same time. So that puts a date on it. I used to get that in the mail, too. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Delia's catalog. So here's some additional facts. Um, just in case people don't know what this episode title refers to, the phoenix. A phoenix is a mythical bird with colorful plumage that lives for 500 to 1,000 years. Um, and at the end of its life, the phoenix builds a nest of twigs and ignites, consuming both the bird and the nest, and a new phoenix arises from the ashes. Just like Fox and Harry Potter. Now, I thought this title was very symbolic yeah. because J.R. has been in the depths of despair for the last uh-huh. God knows how many weeks. And this 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 episode, he decided to shave and get uh-huh. his shit together. Yep. And come back. There's also a big goof in this episode. Do tell, do oh, tell. Yeah, the, goof. the very last scene of the episode, just before JR walks into Jock's office, um, the name on the door reads Jock Ewing. And then when Yes, and then when he opens, he opens the, door, the door, it says Jay Ewing. I noticed that too. <laughs> I did not. But now I will Whoa. notice. Whoa. Hmm. And the scene reminded me of a lot uh for anyone that watched Knott's Landing when um William Devane's character, Gregory Sumner, was talking to his father's portrait, who was played by Howard Duff, who was on Dallas in uh, later seasons as a senator. Okay, so we open on Ewing Oil on a Sunday afternoon. And JR is being a father. This whole episode, he's being a father. It's weird. He's being a father. Like, he's been reborn. Like, He's being a fa- oh phoenix rising from the ashes. Hello, crazy. Hello, yeah, he has found a new purpose. Like he has found his new purpose. Mm-hmm. He's being his a special. dad. He found his special like, purpose. Legit, like his special purpose is being a dad because he's so lonely right now. <laughs> that I'm serious. Women do it too. He has some horizontal companionship in this episode. Yeah, so I don't think he was doing lonely. that much for him though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But maybe he feel, I think maybe he feels like he's lost this, he's lost this. He knows that John Ross is going to be a constant in his life. So he's kind of filling that void of being like the powerful, the one and only, da, 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 you know what I mean? And that's kind of his, Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing, but it usually doesn't last. Really- what happened was what's what snapped him out of it was it what it was the end of the last episode where he saw John Ross sitting in mm-hmm. his dad's chair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that line's so got chill sudden, bumps. I just got chill bumps. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, time to pull pull my head out of my ass and go be like a dad and get my shit together. Which, and so, yeah, so he's got he's got the little one in the office and like he's like, oh, I'm gonna put you in this chair and you're gonna you're gonna fill this chair one day, ah, uh, you know and. And the kid is like, I don't care, la 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 la, and it's just so funny because Jr. is like so excited to have him there, like in the office, and John Ross could care less. He's just like, he's I'm like, with you Daddy, got some whatever. Legos? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because some, I don't think a lot. You got of some apple juice and grapes? Get some grapes. <laughs> parents, parents, just—I don't think they realize when kids are that young that they just—you don't have to do anything with them they just like that you're around exactly like i'm sure john ross this little one he's like what two and a half maybe 
Yeah. Not not quite three. Yep. Yeah. He's just excited to spend time with daddy. Like yeah, he doesn't true. care. JR uh-huh. could do whatever. He's getting attention. <laughs> he's just he's like, fine I'm with, with daddy, it. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy it while it lasts, JR, because once he's a teenager, he's not going to want to be around you. <laughs> and then Ellie calls the office, <laughs> and uh, JR surprised that someone's calling on a weekend, but it's Ellie. She knew. She knew where he would be. He's oh, also yeah, predictable. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, she probably took him to the office. And what did she say? Sue Ellen's worried yeah, about John Yeah, because he's supposed Roth. to be home. And he's kind of, he's not snappy about it. He's just, it's so funny. He was like, he was like in father mode, but also I felt like kind of like also husband mode. Like, oh my gosh, she doesn't need to worry. Right. I'll bring him home. If she calls again, yep, we're on our way. tell her I'm yeah. on my way. <laughs> and I'm like, and now- I really, I really expected him to say something snarky, but he was kind of like, Okay. (laughs) No, that that comes later. That comes later. That comes later. Yes. But now that he's now that he's cleaned himself up, we only have one person stumbling around in this episode. Yep. One Raymond Crib. Rye. 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 I'm a half breed. Why don't you find someone else to do their job? Nobody loves me. <laughs> Bonnie, why don't you get my mind off things and ride the wild crabs? Oh God, I just got yeah. that. Sweet <laughs> 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 cut to South Park, and Bobby and Pam are putting Christopher down for a nap, and Pam. Okay, they're trying to be like, Pam's all normal now and stuff. And I think this scene proves that Pam is still fucking crazy. Because she keeps being like, he fav- he's going to grow up to be tall just like his daddy. He's going to, he favors the Ewings. And like, six feet? Yeah, like, he's like, what the f? He's not real. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, he's your adopted son. She's acting like this is Bobby fathered this child with another woman and she's raising the baby, which is. Really funny if you know anything about what happens in the future of this show. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But <laughs> well, I'm trying to find my crazy horn and I can't because uh, all this fucking shit in my house. I'm sorry. Anyway, I know it's 1982. We know basically how genetics works at this point. Like, I mean, the basics of it. There you go. That's how they determined who John Ross's father was with a with right. gene yes, markers, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. So she's just a fucking nut job. Yeah. Pam's gonna try everything she can to make to make him to make this baby hers in any way possible. Right. I think that's true. And if she has to convince herself that the baby looks like one of the family, she will. And I'm like, yes, he. There's a resemblance, but you're looking on the wrong side of the family. He's not a Ewing. He favors his mama because right. he's he's blonde and blue eyed right now, okay. right? He, yeah, he has, he has a little bit. Of he gets he older. Have, he's a baby. But, I mean, <laughs> he's like a dirt, dirty blonde, dirty blonde, blue eyes. And every time Pam mentions that he looks like a, a Ewing, you know, you know, Bobby's thinking, he's like, "Well, that's because I'm sitting here and you're holding uh, Jr.'s Jr.'s love child." Like, uh, he just wants her to drop it. He, she just keeps asking questions, and he's just like, "Drop it, drop it, drop it." Well, <sighs> And it's like what he said. He's like, I think babies who look like whoever you want them to look like. And have you ever, you guys ever seen those like internet memes about pets that mm-hmm. look like their owners? Oh, our, <laughs> yes. Our dog looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is terrible, but I'm going there. Going on that theory. I know someone that 
every dog they've ever had is a pug, and they're not attractive dogs, and neither is this person. Sounds like a little dig towards someone there. I don't know, Josh. Don't you have a pug? I used no, to. He has a, no, he has a bulldog. Or is he a bulldog? Okay. Bulldog, bulldog, beagle, right? bulldog, boxer, combo. Yeah, something like that. He looks yeah. very, just like a bulldog. He has his own Instagram page, everybody. Did so. you say he looks like a scrambled egg? Who? I didn't. Oh, I thought I thought I saw. I'm sorry, I thought I heard Mary, Mary say he looks like a sc- looks I like a scrambled that. egg. That's funny. What Josh, that I know his dog. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Trying to picture a scrambled egg on legs with ears. A scrambled egg dog. Mm. Yeah, Pam is still cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Is what I'm saying. Always. Is she driving Ozzy? Is she driving Ozzy's crazy train still? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. We cut to Lucy and she's modeling folk, 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 folk for Roger. She's finally loosened up. It must be all that wine that Roger gave must her. Must be. Oh God, don't even get Roger me. Roger is acting like they are having sex <laughs> in this scene. Is he not? Oh, he's making oh, like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Lucy. Do it again. Lucy. Oh, oh, do it. Oh. You're perfect. Oh and, my god. And why why yes. does he find it necessary to do that? Do that spread-legged photographer pose where I don't he's like, it. like I don't wearing know. the jeans he's a and he's like all spread. He's, he's doing that. He's breathing weird. heavy and just oh, Lucy, give it to uh, me. Oh yes, do it more. Uh, gross. I don't like it. A oh, I can't. I, I've been doing this for eight hours. I'm, I, 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 I'm so tired. Yeah, she's like, oh, but just just one I, more. Know, honestly, one more. You're made for this. Eight, eight hours. I, I don't care. Eight hours doing a long anything time, yeah. is. It's, yeah, that's a long time. I work less than that. <laughs> but he peer right? pressures her into taking even more pictures. Honestly, sometimes I think it's not about like the qu- the quantity, but the quality. Like you can do a shit ton of work in like four or yep. six hours, and it'll that's feel true. like eight or ten. I do every day. Yep. Get my shit done. Get out of the motherfucking office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is um, this is 1982. So in real life, Charlene Tilton is. Likely uh, pregnant with Cherish. Oh, Cherish Lee. When was she born? Let's see. August twentieth, nineteen eighty-two, and this was okay. Well, yeah, yeah. No, she'd probably be pregnant because no. this aired yeah. on the 29th of. Eight. She's, She's pregnant. just She's not pregnant, right? Yeah. August it's, it's so this was filmed Wait. in eighty-one. So. She's going to be pregnant soon when they start filming stuff. And what was it? August? You said yeah. she was born. August twentieth. Okay, so anything was born September twenty sixth. I think I got pregnant with him in December, maybe. And this aired in really January. So I'm guessing we should start watching to see like when Lucy's just filmed from or behind a bush. Isn't there like a? <laughs> well, I must say, isn't there like a time coming up pretty soon where it's like a. I don't want to say it's not a hiatus by any means, but there's a, like a little bit where she's not there for a little bit. Maybe. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh. Uh, yes. Cherish is John Johnny Lee's only living child. Living child? Only living? He had he others? Had, uh, he had another one, Johnny Lee Jr., and uh, he died of an Bef- overdose. Oh. Before and so did older his, or younger? So did his second wife. Johnny's mother died of an overdose too. Oh, that's not good. Yikes! Don't do Yikes. drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Tr- drugs are bad. Okay, dr- dr- unless you know what you're doing. Dr- I'm just kidding. Bad. Don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> Johnny, 
John, Johnny Jr. died in 2014 when he was 23. And it, so uh, the second wife, Deborah, Cherish. died in okay. 2002. Yeah, much younger. Yeah, he, oh. he was born in 1990. Yeah. That reminds me yeah, of yeah. Uh, Dana Plato from the uh, Different Strokes, how she died and then her son died. In similar circumstances. And who is the girl that was married to Hugh Hefner? Not me, married, the Playboy. Anna, Nicole Smith. And her son died. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, she died first and she died. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. She, re- she renamed her daughter. Right? That's weird. She, yeah, she. Danny Lynn. Odd. Yeah, he was Danny Daniel. Yeah. He died. Then she renamed her baby in the where Cancun Hospital or wherever she was on the yeah. island. Danny Lynn. Yeah. Because the baby and had a different died. name, I remember that. Yeah, she had, she was born with a different name, and then Daniel died, and she was like Daniel Lynn. Mm-hmm. And like then she physically after, changed the birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. And then after you remember, after she died, that must be confusing like, for the child. The, you get called one name, and you're suddenly her. being called another. She was little. She was a she baby was little. still, I think. She was a baby. I don't think she's ever known any other name. Meanwhile, back at Sue Ellen's. Yeah, house. Jr. brings John Ross back to Sue Ellen's a half hour late. She's not amused. And she's putting him to bed at 5.30 at night. By the way, I wanted to know why they were putting Christopher to bed at like 5 p.m. I think it was a nap. I think it was a nap. Okay. Yeah. I would do a later one like 3.34 and sleep like an hour, then up dinner, and then try to get him back by like 11 or 12 and I get to bed. Because he's the age where you'd have an afternoon, a morning and afternoon nap, I think, so... Yeah, and ba- and babies babies sleep, eat, and poop, so that's their that's, cycle. That's so, like and, you, Josh and Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so kidding. That was a joke. You walked into it. You're not far off. I need to go have my diaper changed. No, it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. So then Jr. is like in a mood, and he starts like taunting her for not having a date that night, and he says that she had more action when she was married to him. And I'm like, well, that's not saying much, Jr. But like. Like, he was just giving her shit for not being home, like, an episode ago. So what? What really sucks and, is that hey, but, he uh, got, he just pisses me off. Like, make up your mind. Fuck you, JR. This is JR the whole episode is, like, all the things that he was doing the last few episodes, he's giving other people shit for. He's, like, just changing his mind. Deflection. 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 Like, what the fuck? So. Deflect and I. Yep. He- Oh yeah. He talks about he talks about wanting John Ross to follow it with him at Ewing Oil, and Sue Ellen says, "Well, if he's going to turn out shit. like you, then, then I'm going to suggest another career path." And then then he Jr. said something about, um, "Oh, Sue Ellen, if you get uh, if you get lonely, you can just give me a call. I know a few good cowboys that can take care of you." Uh, like what, Jr.? Like uh, okay, just <laughs> asshole. Just stop. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, JR's got the zingers back though. Yeah, I mean he's trying. He's trying. So then we cut to Cliff. Wait till he lays in the ray later. Oh, that's true. And uh Afton is really grateful because Cliff has gotten her a job at some new fancy schmancy club situation. And but then she's then she just brings up, she's like, there's distance between us. And she, she tests the water. She was like, because we, we've been more distant lately. I was like, I was actually thinking about moving in with you. And he's like, oh, oh that was, that's a, that's a, that wouldn't be a great idea. Just the timing's bad. And, uh, 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 I, you know, I have all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, she's just like, uh-huh. I know an excuse sounds like Cliff. Timing's bad. <laughs> Shit. And what what does he do after she leaves? He goes to the refrigerator and we need to drink because he pulls out a Chinese food carton. And he's going <gasps> to eat it cold. He grabs a fork that. and he walks over to eat it cold. I didn't notice that. Holy shit. We have, to, yeah, um, we have to drink. Ding, 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 ding. So the second Afton leaves, Swellen calls. Really good timing. Um, and he, she's just like, I just kind of want to – I felt like talking to you. And he's like, well, put on a cup of coffee because I'm going to co- – or put on a pot of coffee. I'm going to come over. And uh, she's like, no, no, no. Let's just talk on the phone. And uh, he's like, okay. I can do that. I can talk on the phone. Maybe I can eat my Chinese food too while I'm talking yeah, on the phone. Fuck over the phone. He wanted some nookie. He did want some nookie, but uh, he he just really wants her attention. He's so did excited. It all for she the called. <laughs> he's so excited. She called and she he's just like, okay, whatever you want. Yeah, let's talk. And she's just like, I don't know what I even called for. I don't. She's just basically like, I don't know what I want from you. And um, he's just like, talks about JR pushing okay. her buttons again. Yeah, not the right ones either. <laughs> we got some zingers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We've been inspired by oh, JR. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But they're gonna have dinner that week. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna get together and have some dinner. Okay, so then the next morning, JR pulls out of South Fork. Bobby's leaving for work, and Pam reminds him to talk to the lawyer about getting information about Christopher's bio parents. What's her fucking deal? Yeah. I don't know. She's I mean, obsessed. Obsessed. Can, can you not just say it is a closed adoption? We are not allowed to know. You're not period. supposed and then to know. Stop it. Right. I, and unless there's papers saying you can, 99% of them, they're closed, right? Mostly or a lot the of them. 80, mostly in the 80s, you weren't supposed oh, yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. Like Amy heck? Orphan. Like Ohio didn't unseal until 2015. Then you could just... Email for you could just mail in and pay twenty five dollars and get your original birth certificate. Yeah, but for so long, and know who your you, parents you were. couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, she's not supposed right. to know this info, and she keeps bugging Bobby, and Bobby's just like, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna check on it." Whatever. So anyway, so he leaves, and Bobby's and still then... waiting for a call from Jeff Faraday. Oh right, He's still waiting for yeah. Jeff Faraday to call back. I forgot yes. about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not. Let's not drop that thread. Right. Forgot about that. But then Mr. McGregor pulls up in his uh, pick-em-up truck. And uh, he uh, mm-hmm. he wants his pick-em-up truck. His pick-em-up truck. His pick-em-up truck. Pick-em-up truck. Mm-hmm. Pick-em-up mm-hmm. truck. And um, this is all on the soundstage because we don't see him drive in. Oh, that's a good point. We're back in yeah. California now. Yeah. Um, he wants to talk so about JR the bills. driving out with stock footage. True. He wants to talk about the bills because South Fork has not paid their bills in quite some time, and they're stacking up. That's going to be some pretty hefty change, a ranch that size and some bills piling up. I feel for him to actually go to South Fork and be like, hey, guys, uh, you haven't paid. Like, that must be pretty high. Hey, guys. That would be pretty hefty. Yeah. And Pam and Lucy have a concerned look because they – Learn that Ray has not paid the bills. Yeah. He's preoccupied with his beer. Yeah. Ellie's like, all right, I'll talk to him. I mean, aren't we all preoccupied with our beer? No? Okay. (laughs) Are we what? Preoccupied with our beer. Yeah, yeah. And the only only one at that table that 
the only one at that table that has not been with Ray is Miss Ellie. That's gross. Oh, Lucy and that's so true. God. <laughs> Ray, you have yeah, that, that, that made that my mouth a little. Because I'm a half breed. Yeah. Uh, Ray! Uh, Ray! I'm a dumb cowboy. Ray! <laughs> So then Carolyn Carter from Smithfield and Bennett is there to see Bobby at uh, Ewing Oil offices about the Palmer Bates agreement, but he's out. A distant relative of Norman Bates. And so JR kind of takes over. And then so through this conversation, we learn that Harv does get a bonus if the will is executed. So that answers our question from last week. He totally gets mm-hmm. a Big hefty bonus yeah. if they execute the will. He, that's not the reason. That's not the reason. You know, it's for the company. But eh, I'm sure the bonus helps. Company, company, company for the company. It's Pat Powers. Pat Powers. Can you fucking say it? And so she explains to him like what will happen if they read the will. She's like, I don't know what's in the will. I don't like. I don't know exactly. But usually that means that the shares of Ewing Oil will be. Spread around to like more people, like all the grandchildren. Right now, it's basically just John Ross because he and Lucy. They they don't even mention Lucy, by the way. They just mention John Ross, which is bullshit. But okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. And, but like you know, Bobby will have kids and other kids that they might have. And then Jr. Just he, you can see the wheels turning, and he's like, "Oh shit, that means like less shares for me and John Ross." Fuck. And so he's just like, okay. And Gary well, we're could gonna... be out in California having kids with 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 Val and with More Abby. He could, like, be. Oh, he could be. He could be. Right. And so he's just like, shit. Like, we got to put the shit off. We got to put it back in the bottle. But you, you notice JR talks to his, now his picture of John Ross on his desk. Huh? He uses that, he uses that for soliloquy. Mm. JR is all about the soliloquy lately, I'm telling you. <laughs> Next morning, Ray and Donna's house. Ray is hungover as fuck. Why is Donna wearing a expensive fur coat to go out and do research? Because she can. She's, she, it's, it's January. It's a little chilly outside. Because why not? But you could wear a like a winter jacket. I mean, you're going to do research. You don't have to dress up fancy to do research. This is Dallas. The ladies are then fucking again, fancy. Probably, and it's Donna. She's totally fucking fancy. And they do have the budget, probably. They're trying to spend their money. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. This is the point where everybody starts wearing winter, uh, like fur coats for like all the reasons. Like Sue Ellen's purple fur later, which I thought was kind of a weird color for fur. But it's, it, 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 what animal did that come from? <laughs> a unicorn? From the Prince Collection. Yes, yes. Many princes were killed for that goat. <laughs> purple rain. Purple rain. Purple. <laughs> So she's she's getting ready to leave the house. Ray like stumbles out with like an ice pack on the back of his neck, like looking like shit. Like he needs he has like stringy hair. Dude needs to take a fucking shower. And she's like, he's like, he's looking like Jr. Yeah, he was. And she, he's like, can you make me some coffee? And she's like, no, I have shit to do. Fuck you, man. I have to make leave. it yourself, fucker. Right? You're not doing anything. She's like, I have to leave. I have to do all this stuff and. I'm going over to your family's house for dinner tonight. FYI. And Ray just like, so he sulks. Ring, 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 ring. Allie calls, summons him to the big house. Rye. (laughs) Rye's in trouble. 
is Tootie from Facts of Life a say? <laughs> so he's got to clean himself up, make himself pretend to look presentable to Miss Ellie. Let's go to Bobby's lawyer's office. Eric. Where, oh my fucking God, Bobby is still trying to do that. Like, so I have friends and his wife who adopts this baby. Like, Bobby. No, nope. that guy's a fucking idiot. He's, he's seriously. <laughs> right. It's, I thought he was like, okay, I'm just going to cut to the chase and tell you that it's me. And he's like, yeah, don't <laughs> say. Hmm. All right. Really? I had no well, idea. I think I figured this out three episodes ago, uh, Bobby. Yeah. And did you guys notice the painting on the wall? There's this big fucking plantation painting that's like fucking gone with the wind or some other bullshit on the wall over this guy's head. Oh, he probably didn't decorate his office. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. Yeah. Maybe. I think we need the da- uh, gallery of the Dallas art collection oh. of all the paintings on people's yeah. walls. Including the vagina painting idea. from Garnet McGee's. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yep. Garnet posed for that for JJ picture herself. herself. Yes, yeah, it's a self-portrait. Now, Eric, the attorney, doesn't want to. He 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 can't cross over into this lawyer giving advice on this yeah. sort of thing. So he refers him to an attorney named Charles Eccles. Yes. He yeah. refers him because he's going to get in fucking trouble. That's why. Yeah, he's like, I don't want any part of this. This guy knows about family law. He can tell you. And then Bobby's like, okay, what should I tell him? Should I tell him it's me? And he's like, I am not going to give you advice on lying to your lawyer. So you do whatever. Yeah, no, you dumb fucker. It's between you let, and Jesus. Let, let Charles let Charles, <laughs> let Charles Eccles deal with it. Exactly. Right. 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 Get your fucking steeple ass in here. Ellie's made tea. He pulls up to the sound stage of driveway. Ooh, I want some tea. <laughs> tay, you want some tea for right? So yeah, so she's literally made tea so they can, you know, I guess spill the tea. So she basically just lays it out. She's like, "You're fucking up. What's going on?" And he's like, "All right, yeah, I guess I should be doing my work." And she's like, "Yeah, you should. You need to pay the bills." And he's like, uh, "Okay." This is his. This is her do, do the job speech, and she says, "She says you're a Ewing, and you should start acting like one." All right, snap, Ellie. I, Ellie, I'm a half breed. I'm just a dumb cowboy. I can't even make a business de- business uh, deal. He's such a dumbass. I can't even ask my wife for money because I got male pride, and I'm stupid, and I'm dumb. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to the Ewing oil building. Phyllis has the flu. Sucks. Um, and Jordan Lee has called. In other words, Deborah Chanelli uh, was not available. <laughs> yeah, something she she was. Maybe Deborah Chanelli had the flu. You never know. But Jordan Lee is called. Jr. is in, and he already signed the papers that Bobby wants him to sign. My God, he did his job. Wait, who signed him? JR. Because Bobby came in, he's like, hey, so when you get time, I have these papers I want you to sign. And JR's like, I already did it. Bam. I was like, holy okay. moly. Done. Cool. Boom. Next. Holy Drop the mic. Boom. Done. Next. And then, and then Bobby's like, okay, well, Jordan Lee's going to come talk to me. He's like, no, I'll talk to Jordan Lee. I'll be the person to talk to Jordan. And Bobby's just like, okay. And you can see Bobby's actually kind of like, Happy that JR's doing his fucking job. He's just like, okay, have fun with that. <laughs> Bobby, now you now you have now you have time to go uh p- 
poking to raise business and get him on out right. of his ass. Yeah. Because JR is back to work. You know who's not really psyched about JR being back at work? Jordan Lee. He's like, I don't. Like, we were yeah. kind of wanting to deal with Bobby, not you. <laughs> That's like a recurring thing in this episode that Jordan Lee just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, he he doesn't know. <laughs> Jordan and, Lee doesn't and I, know. I, I, I like to refer to his walk as the uh, the Jordan meander or the Jordan saunter. He just kind of meanders in, just kind of like looking around, checking everything out. He's never worried or in a hurry about anything. He is just chill. That's right. And Andy Bradley played Buddy Hinton's father on the Brady Bunch. Mm. Um, so anyway, Jordan's well, like, hey, there's rumors going around about you, blah, blah, blah. And then JR says that rumors make poor people out of rich people. Hmm. But anyway. Another JR quote. He's not sure. So JR's just like, hey, meet me at the Cattleman's Club tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. Lucy and Mitch are actually shopping and talking together? Yes. Sucker. That should be a drink. Sure. Drink. And you see how short Lucy is in this scene. <laughs> I feel like I'm, that's what I got the most from this scene. Yeah. It's just being like, wow, she's really short. They had her stand on different size apple boxes mm-hmm. to match uh, in close-up shots. So she and I be think that's why it's with... a surprise, because it doesn't really match what you think of the difference between her and other people. You know, because she's been standing on apple boxes. So then when you see her just from a far away shot, you're like, oh. Well, geez. Right. You can't put someone on an apple box when they're walking. Exactly. So they put her in these huge high heels. <laughs> Mitch wants to, like, hang out for longer. He's like, hey, do you want to, like, go get a drink or blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, I can't. But she gives him a big kiss and they walk away. But he, he's giving her good advice about being there for Ellie yeah. when she when Ellie does finally come yeah. to terms with things. Yeah. And he's, he's being he's – being, He is. They're getting along. They're getting along, and he's being a good guy for once. And And she goes away, and this was what disturbs me. You know, she goes home to, has to go home to dinner, but the end of the scene is what's disturbing. So we see that Roger is being a super creeper and like spying on them the whole time. Yeah. Curry. Too much. Too much. Don't like it. Horn. Bell. Horn. (laughs) Creeper. Creepy. As. Yeah. No, no, no. Some of his behavior is making sense now. Uh So we cut to Ellie at dinner has made stew. And um, everyone's there but Ray. Ray did not make it. Stew. Stew. They like her stew. They apparently like her stew. And she's happy to have something to cook for. And JR is in rare form again Uh tonight. uh This is where he makes his famous line about uh, Ray not eating there because... uh, they eat with knives and forks. Well, Ray was always uncomfortable eating with the family. I mean, after all, we do use knives and forks. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, JR. He goes on a whole tangent also about why Ray is weak and blah, blah, blah. And that's why they shouldn't read Jack's will, yada, yada. And then Bobby seems legitimately shocked that JR is of the opinion that they should not read the will. Like, taking mm-hmm. it back. Yeah, you think he would like want to know right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ellie kind of also looks at because Ellie is against it, but when Jr. is also against it, she just kind of looks at him like, "Wait, what? Like you're you're on my side? Yeah, like what? Uh oh. <laughs> why, why are you on my why? side? Why are you on my side? That's oh, bad. He's, what do you, 
He's full of shit. He's oh my god. Yeah. This, what, what do you have to this, gain? At, what do you have to gain from this, jo- uh, Jr.? This this pisses That's, me off. This this motherfucker. Like I I I wrote thoughts about it. Okay. Like later on when uh, when Bobby's talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. The very next scene. The very next scene. <laughs> yeah. The very next. That's scene. a good segue. What, what, yep. what are your thoughts? Yep. My thoughts. Yeah. Um, like when Bobby walks in there, everything that came out of Jr.'s mouth was bullshit. Oh yeah. Like this is not about Miss Ellie at all. You you don't want that will to be read because you want everything for yourself. You want you want to take all the toys and put them in your own toy box. Like you want to take all your toys and leave the playground. Like you don't want to divide up anything between any of the other grandchildren that like it aren't wills wills in a size of a family of that size. Don't they usually provide for like the lady said heirs? Not only yes. that are there now, but future, future ones, ones as right. well. Exactly. Yes. So yes. JR's like, I think this is where the wheels start spinning with JR. He's like, okay, I've got John Ross, but, 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 mm. but do I need to have more? Right. Like, do I need to guarantee my place in this family? That's a smaller piece of pie for me and my son. If there's other kids, uh-huh. if there's other cousins, if there's then, other uh-oh, kids. We don't, we don't like that. Uh-oh. So I feel like I gotta here, get my, his mind. I gotta get a wife and make all, some babies. All of a sudden, he, all of a sudden, I feel like he's he's thinking about that again. Yes, but he's saying Possibly. it is like, oh, but it's for Mama's sake. It's so Mama can blah 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 the blah hell blah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Sure, yeah. Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. This this reminds me of uh, you go back to when he the red file when he had. Jock's will, Ow. and what was in that will what that was it? got burned in the air? Uh, I can't remember. What I was in there. I basically said like gonna... this whole this whole exchange, bad conversation pieces. Jr. That's fucking gross. You're an ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah, whole thing. Red... It's not about mama at all. Yeah, and where is he getting dressed up to go to at that hour of the night? They just ate dinner, and he's getting dressed and putting on a tie and going out. Where I is he thought going? the same thing. I was confused by that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He's going to he's going to see a movie. He's going to see on Golden Pond. Yes, he's Pond. going to see on Golden Pond. That's where he's going. <laughs> Meanwhile, Swellen and Cliff oh. have gone out for a drink, uh, and they come home after the drink, and Cliff totally wants to make out. Mm-hmm. And more. And more. And like, uh, uh, hold on. Yeah. It was nice that you took me out and all, but uh, mm, 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 mm. she's kiss, kissy interrupt us. Yeah. Kissy interruptus. Kissy interruptus. And goes, he just, oh, back out. He lays all of his feels on the table. He's like, look, I, you know how I feel about you. Like, I've always been super into you. And now we can do stuff, like, legally. And she's just like, okay, but I'm really not ready because I'm still hung up on Dusty. We can do stuff legally. We can do stuff legally, yes. <laughs> not illegally. We can do stuff legally. <laughs> legally. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so she's just like, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not mentally ready to go into like a full thing, FYI, so you know. And he's just like, okay, that's fine. I will wait. And I really like that of Cliff. I thought that was a super sweet and made it, see, you know, like he's legit. Like he has actual feelings for Sue Ellen. And I love that. Um Ladies and gents, if there's anybody out there, okay, ladies, gents, and non-binary people, actually, if there's anybody out there who 
is willing to wait for you and go with your flow, keep them around. Right. Yeah. It's a good sign. I agree. It's a good sign. That is a, a green and flag, not a red flag. That is a green flag. And let me just say that I got to tell you girls about this later, but it took me till I was 36 years old to find somebody like that. So this is a scene between Cliff and Swellen that does not involve a conversation about JR. Right. Or the unit. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And it's super sweet. I, I love the honesty between these two people. And the honestly, like the, there's respect and everything in, in it. And I'm I'm all about it. And no mention of the Ewings. And no mention of the Ewings. Yeah. And then we cut to Pam goddamn talking about the the bio parents again. Jesus Christ. <sighs> She's in that job. She's like asking him, what about the thing? Uh, and then Bobby just pulls some shit out of his ass about the dad being a professional man. Okay. And then he's basically like, yeah, this stuff is like, I, this all I know because this is supposed to be a secret. We're not supposed to know any of this. She just, she just doesn't give up and she just wants answers. And Bobby is so done with it. He's digging his hole deeper. Oh, his father was a, a, a professional. He was an engineer. Yeah, that's yeah, the ticket. that's the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my wife, Morgan Fairchild, whom <laughs> I slept with. Uh. <laughs> uh. Pam, they're healthy people. Just drop it. Right. That's it. That's it. End of story. Uh, and then so we cut to Ellie. She's double checking that Ray has done his job and paid McGregor. So she calls him. And he's like, uh, actually, yeah, I haven't been paid yet. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? All right. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm going to get that horse whip out of the closet. I think one of them Which says, how the long shotgun. does it take to write a check? Right. How long does it take Don't to write they? a check? Yeah, like, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How long does it take to write You know, and I'm going to say, as you guys know, as Gen X, I know as millennial, we grew up with like analog and digital. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. I call myself a zenial, don't I? Yeah. We know, literally know how long it takes to write a check. It does not take long. It's honestly about as fast as, like, making a payment through an app. Like, it doesn't take long. It's like, boop, 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 boop. And if you're there super you late, Boom, like, drive check. that shit over to the place and, like, hand it to them. You know? Done and done. Thank you. Done and done. It- and I'm so used to now setting up auto pay for everything, so I never have to think about my payments. Same, I, yeah. And I then am the worst about auto pay because I, I have I'm, the, I'm, just, I'm petrified. I won't have enough money in there at one point. It's so made my credit I so like, awesome. I keep track of everything. The auto pay. I know. I have like five auto pays, but the the kind of like big ones I do myself just because I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have like one thing on auto pay. <laughs> oh, she calls Ray, and there's no answer. Then she calls, she gets the bright idea to call Bobby, who says he's going to go to McGregor, and then he's going to uh, talk to Ray. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Not good. So we got to the Cattleman's Club, where Jordan is meeting JR, and then JR tells Jordan how his feelings were really hurt by Jordan's attitude towards him. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, JR. JR, that's a lie, because you don't have feelings. Yeah, exactly. And holy shit, the waitress's boobs. The waitress's boobs just stood up and said hello. Did you not? They were like barely in her. Like it was just boobs. Like they had her bend toward camera and it was just all the cleavage. And it's not usually been this bad in the show. Like sometimes it can be bad in the show. I feel like this one was maybe the worst one to date on the show. (laughs) 
And uh, Jordan's like, okay, well, I guess we're like on a, we're, like we're on a clean slate. Like we each did stuff to each other. And then Jordan, and then Jared's like, okay, so we're even. It honestly, <laughs> it honestly sounded like you were going to start to say we were on a break. <laughs> we're on a break. <laughs> we're on a break. This doesn't count. We're on a break. Fine. Fine. <laughs> we were on a break. We're getting back together. <laughs> we're getting. We're getting back together, Jordan. So we're going to go yeah. steady. We're going to. You want to go to the homecoming dance and the social? We're get back together, and um, and then Jordan's like, I don't know if we're getting back together. I have to talk to Andy and Wade about it because they're not sure if they want to get back together with you. Okay. And so we have to figure it out. Whatever. Jazz like whatever. Fine, you Marilyn. go figure it out. Oh, Jared knows how he's going to figure it out, all right. Mm-hmm. He has a plan. Horizontally. He has a little plan. He's got a plan. Okay, so we come back to South Fork, and Rebecca and Catherine are visiting, and they want to see Christopher, but Christopher's being super crabby because he's teething. And Pam was all like, I'm so sorry that he's crabby, and whatever. Um, and then uh, Pam has totally forgot that Catherine has made some fancy as shit reservations for them at some super fancy club that's hard to get reservations to. She had to like go to her new station manager. La Provence. La Provence. La Provence. And Pam has totally forgotten all about the entire thing. She's like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't and I can't go because he's teething and it's not like we don't have a nanny. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And so then Pam's like, why don't you go with Bobby without me? And Catherine's like, what? You'd be totally fine with that? Are you sure it's okay? And you you can see Catherine being like, I can have time alone with Bobby. But then uh, Rebecca is like, I think we should just reschedule until we can all go at the same time. I put crazy eyes. Crazy eyes sending, comes out. She's like, Ooh, oh, yeah. Bobby? Was she yeah. sending Catherine or Catherine and Rebecca with Bobby? I, I didn't know was, if she was sending the three of them I together. I think she was sending Catherine, Rebecca with Bobby. I think she was. But Catherine uh, immediately get crazy eyes going. Like, oh, are you, are you sure that you're cool with me going out to dinner with Bobby? Um, and I feel like Rebecca was like, mm, I think we should just reschedule. And then we cut to uh, JR is in bed with <gasps> Marilee Stone. Let's clutch our pearls. What? No way. And then she's all like, ho, 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 ho. She's, you can tell she had a good time. And she's like, well, that was worth the wait. She, I mean, go get it, girl, I guess. And so he's just like, okay. All right, since I did you a salad just now, uh, do you think you can maybe bring Wade and Lisa around to my side here? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can do anything I want to. And he's like, okay, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I, I, I called this scene post-coital champagne. Oh, that's very accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one drag isn't enough. <laughs> and then she's like, so, I'm having a party on Saturday. You should totally that- come. And he's like, uh, yeah, I can't because I have my kid this weekend. And she's like, oh, your kid goes to bed at what, 8 o'clock? You put him to bed. You come after. And Jared's like, no, I want to spend time with my son. Like, what? You've never spent time with your son. Ever. Ever. 
What are you talking what, about? What are you going to watch him sleep? Well, no, I, I'm going to be there in case he has a bad point. dream and wakes up. Like what? What the fuck are you talking? Like you know that Jared just doesn't want to go to this party. He just doesn't want to go because he he's not no. hanging out with his kid. No, no, no. all all time, he wanted was a little horizontal action. I, I almost found him sincere. I found him more sincere. Maybe I found him more sincere in this scene than he was with talking to Bobby about Miss Ellie. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I feel, I feel like he was telling Marilyn hmm. the truth. Like, you think? Oh, I'm not into that. The weekend's the only time I got with my boy. You think yeah. he's being sincere? Like, even, okay. I do. I also, at the same time, I feel like he's like, well, yeah, I, I could leave him with a sitter, but I also, like, really don't want to come to this party. He's literally like, I don't. I don't want to spend time with you when we're not having sex. So, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he was more sincere with this than he was with Miss Ellie and the whole Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel I feel like if, if JR has has a, a meter of lies and half truths, mm-hmm. like this is somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Where whereas the Miss Ellie was like totally the, the whole lies. thing with Miss Ellie, it's All disgusting. Lies. Yeah. Totally lies. Total lies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> if that makes any sense. For sure. And on the other hand, there's the, I'm only going horizontal with you to get you to bring Andy and Wade around, and I don't need you for anything else. Goodbye. I'm going home. Well, also, yeah, and he just wanted to get some, too. So, you know, whatever. He's got to audition new wives to make more heirs under his umbrella instead of the others, because if that will gets read, he's got to have more kids. And then let those kids fight among themselves for Ewing Oil after he's gone. That would make a good series. Okay, so then we cut to Bonnie, and she is at uh, the bar with Ray, which we are not calling the Longhorn now. This is the Longview Bar. Don't know if you caught that. We're renaming it to the Longview. Probably because the Longhorn, uh, the they didn't Longview bar. pay uh, sponsorship money to get product uh, placement maybe. and advertising maybe. in the episode. And she's like, it's kind of dead here. And she wants to drive over to Billy Bob's in Fort Worth uh, to do a little heel kicking. And I was like, you should totally go do it because somebody really cool works at Billy Bob's. You should totally go. Uh, but uh, and it also because the Austin but we don't know Outlaw, that yet. We, no, we don't know. We don't know who works there right now. Um, that Austin Outlaw band is playing, which I looked up. I don't think it's a real band. Um and but Ray just wants to stay there. He's just like, no, we'll stay here. Ray, you should have left because guess who's going to find you now? Bobby walks and dress in. you down for uh-huh. not doing your job. <sighs> so Bobby walks in and just starts calling him out about like, hey, you're not doing your job. And Ray is immediately defensive and just like, me, me, I'm Ray, well, I'm Ray. It's, it's none of your business. I'm just, I'll get to it when I get to it. I didn't get around to it, okay? Get off my back. You want a piece of me? And Bobby just has, like, a huge sigh. And he's just like, okay, well, if you're not going to do it, then I'll get some, I'll hire someone else who will do it. And Ray's like, no, you won't. And Bobby's like. The hell you will. Yeah. And then Ray goes to try to, like, drunkenly punch Bobby. And Bobby just kind of, like, steps aside. (laughs) Totally misses him. 
You want a piece of me? You come get me. Come on. Come on. Take a swing. Take a swing, man. Yeah. Bobby's just like, you know what? You're not worth hitting. Bye-bye. See you later. And walks out. And everybody's like, oh, I totally am not worth it. I'm a dumb cowboy. I'm ready to punch. I I wanted to reach through my screen and punch Ray in the goddamn face. Like, let me do it. I volunteer in tribute. Goddamn Bobby. Jesus. Anyway. Okay. So then we cut to Afton singing. So we have to drink. Which, which I believe the exterior is the same exterior as where Mitch was parking cars when he met Lucy. You know, I thought that too. I thought that there was also, yeah, yeah. I bet it's the same. It looks so familiar. Yeah. And and they've used that same exterior shot on Knots Landing as well. And she's singing All of Me, which um is a great movie with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. I'm not sure if that was out yet at this point. Meanwhile. In walks Sue Ellen and Clayton, and Sue Ellen looks at the stage, and she's immediately like, She has that face, like, mm, uh, it's the harlot. Yeah, mm. right. The, the, only the di- harlot. The only despicable thing JR ever did was you, Afton. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Afton gets done singing. She goes to Cliff, and they kiss, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, awkward moment when Cliff and Sue Ellen spy each other from across the room. That's awkward as fuck. Super like, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Playa, playa. What are you doing, Cliff? Right. So, so you see, like, Cliff Jack kissing out. Afton and then Sue Ellen being jealous. And then you see Cliff looking at Sue Ellen and Clayton and Cliff being jealous and weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. So, Cliff walks over to the table to say hello. And there is a whole lot said without saying one word. And everybody, I feel like everybody in the room hears what's being said silently. Like Afton hears it, Clayton hears it, everybody hears it. It's all the sexual tension. And I want to say that, like, say what you will about Afton. That girl is super perceptive. She knows what's going on without, like, any clues. Like, it could just be, like, a rant. Like, she picks it up. She's paying attention. So, yeah, she she knows what's going Clayton on. Clayton even but, has a look, too. Oh, yeah. Clayton. Clayton. Totally. Clayton gets it. And then, yeah, after to cross the goddamn room gets it. This is a scene where I think they should just throw their keys in a bowl and they pull out the keys. And <laughs> right. Afton goes home with Clayton and Cliff goes home with Sue Ellen and everybody's happy. Everybody's home. Unless Afton and Sue Ellen pull out each other's keys and Clayton Mm, and Cliff pull out. uh, Or Clayton and Cliff. I would sign up for that newsletter as well. (laughs) And then we cut and God damn it. Ray has fucked Bonnie in a team hotel room. Okay. This, this solidified to me. Yeah, they used to hook up mm. just because of what she's saying. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, it's yeah. like I remember it. It's better than I remember it's it. Uh, it's like, well, yeah, because he's yeah. he's perfected his craft. It's gonna, <laughs> and he's going to say, and she says, it's going to, it's like old times again. 
know. Mm. And Ray is just did, like, did she, didn't you say something about about being with the same woman for a long time? And I'm like, yeah. why the hell is that a bad thing? Right. Like, what are you trying to say? Right. I don't. She's just. I don't know. Really. Yeah. Bad news. Uh, and Ray is just like literally trying to hide under the covers. He's <laughs> like, what did I do? Yeah. What did you do, Ray? What did you do? Um, and then we cut to Sue Ellen and Clayton coming home. I love Sue Ellen's outfit in this scene. It's just really great. She has this like black outfit with like this white fur coat. It just it's really classy. I say it's posh. Posh. And then Clayton calls her out for being upset about seeing Clifton Afton together. And she's like, oh, what? No, 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 no. It's fine. We're just friends. We're just friends. That's it. And Clayton was surprised to hear that Jr. and Afton had been a thing. Yeah, he was like, "Wait, what? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I thought you were jealous of, you know, Cliff and Afton." She's like, "Oh, yeah, no, not that." But yes, yes, she was very jealous. Oh, Sue Ellen wore that purple top and the purple fur in the scene when Cliff brought her home. Mm. Okay, that's yeah. From the Prince Rogers Nelson collection. So then we cut to Bobby updating Ellie that he's paid McGregor and um, then updates her about Ray just kind of being not great. With the long view bar. bar. And JR is on his game again, talking about Ray being horizontal and. uh... (laughs) All I'm saying is I'm glad that Mama didn't schedule another voting meeting. The only way we'd get Ray there to vote his shares is to hold it in the bar. And I want to say, like, this is a lot of talk coming from the man who's been drunk for the last, like, five episodes. And then takes a shot at, a simultaneous shot at Ray and Gary <laughs> as Lucy walks in right. the room. <laughs> okay. Okay, JR. Well, JR, you're not far off because the Ewan family is a bunch of drunkards. It's true. And he's been sober for maybe 24 hours himself. So, okay. Um, and then Ellie just kind of is like, well, you know, Ray's made himself an easy target, which is yep. it's true. It's true. It's not wrong. And then we come to the final scene with the four members of the cartel together. And they said they are going through with this deal because of Jack and only Jack because they loved him. The Jack cock. Yep. The Jack cock. So JR is keeping up a good face and like joking with them. And then they all walk out. And the second they leave frame, JR's like whole face falls. And then he like Charlie Brown walks um, up to Jock's office. Sly says there were some messages and he just, he yeah, waves he's just her like, off. I don't he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he walks up to the door that says Jock Ewing. And then he walks through and then it says Jay Ewing, <laughs> bad continuity. Um, and then we we walk into Jock's office and we see this painting of Jock that we've never seen really before, brand new. And I don't know that we've ever been in that office because no, Jock was here. always in JR's and Bobby's <laughs> yeah. office. Yeah, we've just invented this office. <laughs> like the uh, the new kitchen set, we we're we're doing a new set this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're just gonna pretend it's always been here. Places that Jock was implied to have been, but never, never actually was. was seen. For sure. And then we get a JR soliloquy. I'm back, Daddy. And nobody's going to take Ewing all the way from me, my son, or his son. I swear to you, by God, I'm going to make you proud of me. 
say JR soliloquy yes. or a monologue? It's a soliloquy. You know what? It you know it's been a long time since sixth grade when I learned what a soliloquy was. A soliloquy is basically like when you're talking <laughs> to yourself. You know, you're you're doing a talk, but it's to yourself. Why do I call that a monologue? Oh, you're a monologue is when you're not talking to yourself. You're, you're talking, talking to the to audience. audience. Yes, and a soliloquy is like when you're talking to yourself. I didn't want to be a, an actor when I was growing up. Not at all. <laughs> nope. The, the monologue, <laughs> you could be it. talking to someone else, but it's just a long speech and right. nobody yeah. else has any lines in it as well. Yes. 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 Right. Like some of those Shakespeare monologues, which yes. go on for pages in mm-hmm. weird English that we don't understand. So he just talks about, he basically, he's been reborn. He has a new purpose. He's going to build this company for his son and blah, blah, blah. And Much like a he's back. phoenix. He's risen. He, he has risen. Just like Jesus. Juan, Juan Pablo has risen because Juan Pablo de Pace. <laughs> I always post that every every year at Easter, the picture of Juan Pablo from mm-hmm. as as Jesus in the miniseries. Yeah. I go, Juan Pablo has risen. <laughs> and then we freeze and scene. JR with Jock's painting. Uh, so drink once because it's JR, but you know, drink twice if you're nasty. Okay. I'm going to give this a 4.4 bourbons and all of me. I went with a, a 4.5 because JR has been reborn and the zingers are flying again. They are. And you had Bobby is digging his hole a little deeper. And Ray is the only one that is um, stumbling around right now. And we don't know how much longer that will or won't last. But I'm going to give it Jock's Portrait. Oh, Melanie. Bring it home, Melanie. <sighs> I'm going to give it 4.5 bourbons and a scrambled egg. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say scrambled egg? <laughs> nice. Which actually they were serving in the breakfast scene, if you notice, with bacon. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Very nice. So it's very apropos. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this week and join us on all of our social media. And um, we will see you next time when we talk about season five, episode 17. My father, my son. Directed by Larry Hagman. Until then. Bye. Y'all come back now. You hear? With scrambled eggs. Yeah, scrambled eggs. That's, that's all I got. Scrambled eggs. Did you say scrambled eggs? Next on Dallas. Mr. Barnes brought Mrs. Ewing home about midnight. What time did he leave? Well, he didn't. He's still there. Your boyfriend, Cliff Barnes, and my wife spent the night together. Well, there's not a whole lot I can do about it, is there? Are you going to let Sue Ellen take Cliff away from you? JR will never, never let you have Sue Ellen. He'll break you. Only this time you just may not be able to pick up all the pieces. When we finish with this, Mr. Barnes, he may never work again. I'm counting on that.